This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. Will, Aaron Gordon was robbed, and for the first time since the 2016 NBA Slam Dunk Competition, I'm not talking about the NBA Slam Dunk Competition. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. They're, they're always robbing this guy. What the hell do you guys think that you're doing? This is from Aaron Gordon's Twitter. Y'all sleep. Media's pulling from national televised games only. Not enough to be locking down on your local stations. Not a single vote. Bet. Yep. I don't think you guys have understand. I don't think you guys understand what you've done. <laughs> Not even one vote. It's a wrap. Not one vote. It is a wrap. Aaron Gordon is locking himself inside of a gym, chasing small rodents yeah. for the, the next three months, doing every defensive drill that you can imagine so that he makes sure come the 2019-2020 the NBA all-defensive team voting that he is on one of those teams. A few weeks ago at his exit interview when he said that, you know, he he thought that a big part of him not making, you know, one of the or or possibly not making one of the NBA, you know, all defensive teams was the fact that Orlando, you know, that we're just not on national television enough. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I mean, I guess you're kind of right. I didn't expect him to make a team, but not a single vote. Like, that's the crazy part. You're, You're looking at a team. That was top 10 in defense coming into the, the second half of the season or, you know, the second half of the season, top 10, making the playoffs. Finish the entire season top 10. Yeah. And not one vote. Not a single vote. That's it's so it crazy. Un- unbelievable. I feel like we've been hoodwinked, led astray, run amok and flat out deceived as uh Stephen A. Smith would say. The disrespect. The disrespect. The disrespect. You, oh, my. Just, I, I know that, like, Magic fans, we, you know, complain and we have, like, kind of like the little brother, like, you know, irrelevancy complex to where we just want to be talked about. But, like, I really think that we have a legitimate case when it comes to Aaron Gordon not, single, like, not receiving a single vote for the, like, it's just it just blows my mind. Listen, Jordan Bell from Golden State got a vote. We're looking at Ed Davis from Brooklyn. Yeah. Got a vote. Like, you know, you have some other names on here like uh Siakam, Tucker and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever. whatever. But you're going to put Kyle Anderson, you're going to give him a vote yeah, over Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Nobody watches Memphis. Aaron Gordon, who covered the best player on every team. Every single night. LeBron. Yep. We beat the Lakers twice. Yep. Like. Guarded it, Kevin Durant. Like Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Like, Giannis. Like, everybody. I'm, it's like, okay. I'm a Will, loss for words, com, man. I can't com, even. Will, calm down. You, you, you got steam coming I can't from take the ears. I can't we'll, take it. We'll, we'll get more into that in a little bit. But, um. What's going on, guys? It's the Six Man Show with Will and Jonathan. We did want to just rant a little bit about Aaron Gordon right now. We're just we're still flaming from that today. Uh, we're we're going to talk about what is what it's like to be an Orlando Magic fan. So, and as you can tell, you know from this, you know sometimes it's just it's not good. It's not. It's, it's not always. It's not always. It's not always, it's always sunshine and, and rainbows. You know. So, like basically, we just want to give like 
if you've never listened to this show or you know you're a new orlando magic fan or you're just wondering what it's like to be a magic fan you have come to the right place that's what we're going to be talking about this week uh really quick just do another you know quick around the nba golden state warriors you know completed their swept of their sweep of the you know portland trailblazers four games to zero yep Completely without Kevin Durant, yeah, and now everybody's saying, "Oh, maybe the the Warriors are better." Yeah, there's no way KD. that they're better. But. To me, that's just kind of crazy. But um, Tim Legler was on ESPN a couple nights ago and just kind of shows that, like, he was showing that. Did you see that video? No, I haven't seen it. Well, he was basically just showing that, like, without KD, like, with nine seconds left on the shot clock, usually the only things that they would revert to is either like Steph iso ball or. KD iso ball and somebody just ends up taking like a difficult shot and I mean yeah those guys can make those shots because they're Steph and they're KD yeah but with KD out of the the picture like they're still running like all kinds of actions and screens which yeah which is what they used to do before before KD so So. I to me they're more fun because well first of all you're like oh man maybe they might actually lose tonight which in you know the case of the Portland Trailblazers they just couldn't get it done but um you know, just kind of makes it more of like a human team, and they actually have you know like flaws. Um, but with you know KD, is just so much talent that it just doesn't seem like there's anything that you can do. But yeah, so I mean, they're headed to their fifth straight you know Western Conference Finals, and I think so, uh, sometime soon here, right? We're recording this at eight fifty four. They might even be in the middle of that game right now, Toronto. And, yeah, they might be. And. Um, and yeah, um, Milwaukee's up twenty-one to eighteen with two minutes and twenty-six seconds left in the first quarter. So, obviously, it's a must-win for Milwaukee. Will, what do you think happens tonight? You think Toronto closes it out, or you think it goes to seven? I think Milwaukee. Uh, I think it goes to seven. I think it goes to seven. Um, yeah. And then I, I still think Milwaukee's going to win in seven. I kinda, I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see Milwaukee go to the finals. I think ma- the main reason is because now, like. It seems like every time that Kawhi has like a big play or a big dunk, he's like grabbing at that right like hamstring or right quad or you know whatever. He's just reaching for that right yeah, leg. He's not. Yeah, you know? he's not close. He's to not. 100%. A, he's not a hundred percent. So I just feel like the Bucks at a hundred percent and Bucks completely healthy have a better chance of you know Kawhi being able to you know beat the Warriors you know four times in seven games. Yeah. You know, but but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just really looking forward to free agency, not just for the magic, but just because by all accounts, it seems like this is just going to be a, a crazy freaking summer. Yeah. Um, we did want to, we're going to keep reminding you guys each week leading up to it, but we are going to be doing the, um, the meetup, the draft party on June 20th, the Buffalo Wild Wings in Oldsmar on Tampa road. Still don't have a time for you guys, but just plan on, you know, that being at probably about either seven or eight o'clock and we'll have more details, you know, as, as we get closer to that, but just plan on coming out, having a great time with some magic fans, wings, beer, good time. All right, well, we are going to get right into what it's like to be a Magic fan now. So I really don't think you can tell the story of what it's like to be a Magic fan without mentioning how close we've been twice to winning an NBA championship. And obviously the the two closest times that that's been has been 1995 and 2009, obviously when we you know were the Eastern Conference final uh, champions. 1995, obviously, you know, game one, you know, Magic are up three in the, you know, the the final minute of that game. Nick Anderson gets fouled. Everybody knows where we're going here. 
misses two free throws, gets yeah, his own rebound on the second free throw, gets fouled, yep. goes back to the line, <laughs> misses another, two free yep. throws. Kenny Smith hits a, a big three. That game goes into overtime. The Magic gets swept you know, yeah. by the Houston Rockets in, in four games. And it, I just think like anybody that you talk to, everybody feels like the Magic win game one. They win that series. Well, so there's this show on NBA TV called Open Court. It's a bunch of you know basketball players, retired. And Kenny, Kenny the Jet Smith was on one of these episodes. The Jet. And, yeah, the Jet Smith was on one of these episodes and he was sitting across from Shaq and he was talking about the, the 95 uh, final series. And he was just saying like, Orlando's coming in hot. You guys were looking like you guys were going to beat anybody. And if you guys take game one, you know, we don't know where, what we're doing. Like that game, he's like that game, winning that game gave us confidence after that. Right. They're like, okay, we can, we can beat these guys. Yeah. Cause before the series, they're like, there's no way. There's no way we're going to beat them. And then, you know, slowly they came back they and then they win the game. And then they just, after that, Orlando just lost confidence. Right. And especially Nick Anderson. You know, Nick Anderson was never the same. Sorry, Nick. But you were never the same after yeah. that that playoff series, that finals run. Um, so it's sad, but that's just, I don't know, man. That's many things that have gone wrong yeah. with and our, that's, our team. And once again, like the reason that we bring this up is because, you know, these are two of the scenarios where we've been the closest and like we haven't, I don't want to say sniffed because we got pretty close in 2010, but uh, we just haven't been able to get, you know, back to, to the point, you know, since the 1995 finals and then the, the 2009 finals. So I want to talk about game two. So games tied Hito Turklu throws, you know, a, a great inbounds pass at You're the talking rim. Oh nine. Oh nine to Courtney Lee, Courtney Lee, you know, can't make that layup. Yeah. And the you know game goes into overtime. overtime. Magic lose game two, and still everybody that you talk to says like if the Magic win that game, it's one one. It's going you know, back it's to going Orlando. Home, yeah. The momentum you know of that series shifts, and you know the the Magic might have a Larry O'Brien Trophy sitting at you know four hundred Church Street, you know in in Orlando. You know they go into the overtime. Kobe takes over. Kobe does what Kobe does. And, you know, they, they take game two, and then we go back to Orlando. Orlando says, yeah, we can't go down, you know, three games to zero. So they, you know, hard-fought win. They win 108 to 104. And then Los Angeles takes the, the next two, and the series is over in five. So, I mean, yep. every just everybody that you talk to asks as Courtney Lee makes that layup, and the series, you know, completely changes. Yeah, that was a rookie Courtney Lee, too. Yeah, and um, he he played great. You know, had a had a great well, season. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people also say that maybe if you know you don't kind of force Shamir back into the lineup and you let Ray for all that's what I believe. You know, keep it going. You know, as you know, much maybe it's a different series. Yeah, as much as you know, Magic fans love Jameer. As you know, fans that have been around the team for a while uh, love Jameer. Ray for Austin was killing everybody, um, yeah. and then to because you know. Jameer injures that shoulder, was selected as an all-star that year, um, doesn't play the all-star game, doesn't play until the final starts, and then it gets thrown into a finals game against a Kobe, a hungry Kobe Bryant. Like, it's just, Rafer had it going. Um, it's just, it wasn't the time to try to rush yeah. him back in. And but. then, you know, we haven't, I mean, since that next season, 
haven't even sniffed anything close. You know, the next season we you know lose to um, the we I think we went down what was it three zero to the Celtics. You know, one like that, yeah. two games and then you know lost game six. We could have been yeah. one of the you know the first teams ever to come back from you know three to zero. Don't get that series done, and then after that, just yeah, the so wheels we, uh, completely fall off. So after the finals, we let Hito walk. But yeah, we'll talk more about you know the the personnel stuff here and all that in a moment. So basically, like part of being a Magic fan, I, I feel like especially the last you know six seven years is just like always feeling dismissed you know by the national media. We talked a little bit of you know about a few minutes ago about Aaron Gordon not making you know one of the um, all NBA defensive teams, which you can certainly make an argument for probably should not have made one of the all NBA defensive teams when you look at the guys that are on those teams. Yeah. But to not get, you know, a, a single vote and, you know, to kind of echo what we said at the Magic uh exit interviews, Aaron Gordon said that, you know, part of taking that next step to being like defensive player of the year like he wants to be is getting the Magic on national TV more because he felt like that was a big, you know, thing that's holding them back and at the time, I thought, eh, you know, maybe, but not getting a single vote, like, there's no other explanation or excuse for that. It's just people just don't watch the team. And whenever you hear, like, Shaq and um, Kenny or, or Charles or any of these, like, talking heads on, on these shows, mm-hmm. whenever they bring up the magic, it's like, mm, you don't really watch the magic. Like, you can just tell the way that people talk about, like, they only talk about the magic when they feel like obliged to, and then they just try to throw out like a few like stats so that they sound like they know what they're talking about. But when, like any actual conversation that includes the magic, like just the nuances of this team just are just completely missed because of the fact that people don't watch the magic play. And if you're a you know media you know individual and you do have the ability to you know vote for these, you know, all NBA teams and, you know, all these different awards, like you really need to be going and doing your homework. I I just think you're, you're, you know, you're kind of doing the fans and the players a disservice if you're just going off of like the nationally televised games. If you're not really like doing your homework and going to look at like all the stats and all this other crap, it's just like, what, why, like, what are you doing? Like it's, I I don't know. To me, it's just kind of pointless if you, if you're not going to actually go and watch, you know, all of the the guys that should you know be in the conversation for these awards, not a single vote, like you said, guys like Kyle Anderson, like like come on, yeah, what are we doing here? Jordan Bell, like yeah, um, and then you know Terrence Ross, yeah, that's another one. Montrezl just... Harris, Lou Williams, Sabonis, like all had good years, you know. Terrence Ross, though, most threes off of the bench in NBA history for a player that did not start a single game. He won't officially be given that record because Wayne Ellington was, you know, considered a a bench player, but you know, still started a, a decent amount of games. You know, when he set the record at two thirteen or two fifteen, yeah. whatever it was last year or the year before. But Terrence Ross, when, when you're talking about that record, literally did not start a single game. Yeah, you know, so. he's the definition of a six man. He's a, yeah, like. and even like even like Lou Williams and you know Montrezl Harris. Those guys still like play like a like large amount of minutes. Yeah, Terrence Ross does too, but like to me, he is the definition of a six man. And the fact that 
you know, when that stuff comes out and if he didn't get a single vote that I just think that's also going to be crazy. But, you know, people just don't watch this team enough. And it's not because we're not good. You know, we went 42 and 40. And when people talk about this team on podcasts and stuff like that, it's like they, they still talk like Rob Hennigan is running this team. Like they, yeah, they still talk about it like if we're a bad team. Like, yeah. yeah, the Magic made, you know, the playoffs. But, you know, they're not really going nowhere. Yeah, I don't know how many times I hear it where they, they just kind of like – push the magic to the side just like yeah they made the playoffs and you know and it was like that that comment that kyle kuzma had um earlier in the season when he was like i'd rather play for the lakers and get talked about than get talked or be on the magic or whatever and you know it's just like that kind of mindset is you see that mindset is what the whole like national media has towards orlando like oh you know the the team's just not that good there's no good stories so there's not much to talk about you watch the jump with Rachel Nichols, and she's not talking about the magic. I mean, T Mac gets on the show, and he'll talk about the magic here and there. I I feel like the biggest, our biggest supporter on national media is Stan Van Gundy. Oh yeah, because um, every time he's on there, he's, he can't he, wait. Yeah, he he puts the magic out there. It's always good it's stuff. Boy Cliff. But, yeah. Just just to talk, you know, one last point, you know, about Aaron Gordon not receive, you know, not receiving a single vote. So I did a little bit of a research here. So for forwards who played at least 30 minutes a game, Aaron Gordon is in the top 10 in defensive rating. Now I know defensive rating isn't the end all be all when you know when they're looking at you know defensive you know player of the year and the all defensive team. I, I know there's a lot of other metrics that they look at and stats you know whatever. However, it's pretty telling when like the the group of guys that he's in like right there at that that top 10 but here are just a, a few guys that Aaron Gordon had a better defensive rating than better than most guys that that got votes that that didn't make the team but had a better defensive rating than Kawhi, Robert Covington, PJ Tucker, Paul Millsap, Kevin Durant, Al Horford, Anthony Davis, Derek Favors, Thad Young, Kyle Anderson, Jordan Bell and Ed Davis. So all of those guys received votes, whether or not they made the team. But you you really can't tell me that over the course of an 82-game season that Derek Favors, Thad Young, Kyle Anderson, Jordan Bell, and Ed Davis played better defense than Aaron Gordon and especially guarded the, the best player on the other team every single night. To me, that's just crazy. And another thing is, like, Aaron Gordon played 78 games out of 82. Like... Kawhi maybe played 60, a little more than 60. I think he played like, like 60 games. Yeah. How are you going to put a guy that plays 60 games over a guy that played 78 games? Well, another like, thing is like LeBron made the listen, third team NBA playing 55 games. Like, Yeah, and, and some of that I feel like. a big argument there. Yeah, I feel like some of that. You got to – the all NBA teams have to look at the season, not the player. Like, of course, LeBron's an all-time great. But just because he's an all-time great doesn't mean you put him on – the all yeah. all NBA playing team. playing fifty five games like you you just shouldn't make it. Yeah, all-NBA there's team. there there's got to be something that's puts Aaron Gordon in there. And it, I don't I don't even, I can't even talk. Yeah, and then one <sighs> nationally televised game for the whole year. Like we mentioned that and a couple the minutes game. ago. And it's the la- the last game of the season. Like which for us, yeah, it mattered because I guess we Seating still could have fallen to eighth, but we were already in the playoffs. Like 
how how can you how do you go through schedule an entire season and you already know these games these media people already have their their votes in after 81 games oh, played yeah. oh, they already yeah. know who they're going to pick yeah so. of course but it's just the fact that like how do you play 82 games and get one nationally televised game it's just kind of crazy the one good thing about that night is that uh, i think it was like Dwayne Wade's last game in Miami so or Dwayne Wade's last game period actually for that ma- for that matter, I don't even think it might have. I think it was in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was in Brooklyn. Yeah, so that was the same night that Dirk had his last game. Yeah, so like it was cool that oh man, I, they still put us because what they, what were they going to do at that point? Give us freaking zero nationally televised games? Like the Magic are a good team, made the playoffs, winning record, and were fun to watch. Like I don't understand how we were going through that twenty-two and nine you know span to you know close out the game, and they didn't decide to flex one of those games to like ESPN or anything like that. Yeah, like I understand how based if you're basing it off of prior seasons yeah. for the nationally televised games, you're probably not going to put the Magic up there if you're basing it off of what they did last year. But the minute they started playing good yeah. after the All Star game, you got to be like, dang man, put put this team on ESPN. Seriously. Even ESPN Especially when two every or single something. game was competitive. Like, if we weren't blowing teams out, it was like, literally, we lost in the last few minutes. Yeah. Not that we were getting blown out. Like, put the game on. It's going to be a good game, regardless of, you know, who it is, whatever. Like, basketball fans, like, our basketball fans, yeah, they might not want to see Nick Vooch, but, like, who cares? Put our team, like, on TV, and going into next season, like, if we don't have, like, at least four or five nationally televised games, we're going to be right here complaining again. Yeah. So... The last thing that we do want to talk about is it just always seems like the good ones leave. Our good players either leave in free agency or with our last regime, they just got traded away. And I, I feel yeah. like this is just like a universal feeling amongst Magic fans. My wife would say it all the time, like, oh, that guy's good. Oh, he's end up he's going to end up getting traded or, or leave the Magic. And this is why. So the first major incident of this was Shaquille O'Neal leaving for the Lakers. A large part of that had to do with an Orlando Sentinel poll in the newspaper. They put out a poll of is yeah. Shaquille O'Neal worth like the max contract, like thirty million dollars. And people said no. The overwhelming majority of the vote said that Shaquille O'Neal was not worth thirty million dollars or the max contract and, or whatever it yeah. was at the time. So he took that personally. Well, and I mean, basically said, "I'm out." He he, the Lakers had a guy named Jerry West. I don't know if you know him, but <laughs> never heard of her, right? Jerry West is a mastermind. Like if, for people that don't know, Jerry West got the Lakers team together. Um, Shaq and Kobe. He he traded for Kobe, getting that pick from from Charlotte. And now he's done a great now, job with the Clippers. Well, he got the Golden State yep, team with the Warriors. Yeah, he got the Warriors put together. Um, you know, Clay, Draymond, Steph, and then now he's doing a heck of a job with the Clippers. Absolutely. Like this guy's a mastermind. So, you know. He worked his magic, West, no pun intended. He said, hey, Shaq, Orlando doesn't want to give you this money. Listen, we'll give you all the money we got. Right. You just come play for us, for L.A. Real. You can be in Shazam. Yeah. You know, we'll make you a movie star. And Shaq just went, you know what? L.A. sounds pretty good. Yep. Orlando doesn't want to give me money? Oh, I'll go over there. Yep. Like, you know, what's Pat Williams going to do now? His Like, Shaq's mind was already set. So... The next one we're going to bring up, yeah, this is just ripping off old scars. Yeah, let's Um, keep it going. The next one we're going to talk about is letting Hito walk. So Magic make the finals in 2009, and instead of 
you know, bringing Hito back. Which basically, I think what I heard is that they lowballed him, and then he was like, "All right, I'm gone." And then we trade. We I think we traded for Vince, yeah. um, first, and then them playing like similar position, not the same position, but a guy, the go-to scorer, you know, um, giving him the, the, ball the ball at the, the end of the games and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, hey Hito, we we got this guy named Vince Carter. Uh, I don't know if you really want to stay. And he was just like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. That's it. So then, the tw- you know, 2010 season, you know, Magic have an incredible year, end up losing to, you know, to Boston. And then what do they, what do they end up doing the, the following year? Remember, you, you went to, to – oh, uh, yeah, yeah, what, so- what did you get for Christmas and how did all that go down? <sighs> so, December of 2010 – Right, Orlando makes this blockbuster trade. At least for us Magic fans, it's blockbuster trade, and they trade Vince Carter, Marcin Gortat, and Mikael Petris to Phoenix for Hito, and I don't remember who else. I think Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson yeah. and who else? I feel like there was another guy in there. Earl Clark. Earl Clark. That's who it was, and if I can recall correctly i think we had already traded richard lewis it was like all or, it all was like all within like, the same yeah. time and we traded richard lewis to washington for gilbert arenas and i almost lost my mind so we trade richard we get gilbert and I, i'm trying to completely revamp the team in the middle i'm of this freaking season. out at this time probably what a junior in high school these are these are guys that growing up you're like you look up to as a Magic fan like uh, Richard Lewis uh, maybe 11 years old when he came in the team or whatever yeah um and so for Christmas I was upset I was like man they traded my guy Vince I was like I need a Vince Carter jersey so for Christmas my parents gave me a, a Vince Carter jersey and then Christmas Day 2010 we play Orlando plays the Celtics. At Amway, I go to that game wearing a Vince Carter jersey after they had traded him. Yeah. That was, like, one of the most miserable times as a Magic fan for me because you know, like, from there on, you're like, what, what is going on? Like, what well, is the crazy Smith thing doing? is, like, you let you let Hito walk. To trade him. To like, trade him for Vince. And he wasn't the same guy anymore. No. And then, and then you give up Richard for Gilbert Arenas, who just was never, like, good in Orlando. Yeah. It was Orlando, just complete just, trash. Yeah. So, um, the next one, well, you know, Dwight, you know, leaving for the Lakers, the Dwight mayor. So it was like this, like cat and mouse thing with, with Dwight. Like, I want to leave. I want to stay. stay. I want to leave. I want to stay. Oh, I, I'm going to opt in. Oh, well the magic like tricked me in opting in. I want to get the coach fired and just all this. I love the city. I love the people. I'm staying. Here's a barbecue. Trade me out. I want to leave. Just complete nightmare. Once again, a elite all nba mvp defensive player of the year guy leaving for the lakers like yeah that's why magic fans just don't you care know, for the lakers you know what hurt me the most with dwight besides the back and forth was that the guy he got hurt so he he didn't even finish the season yeah and then he's we like, all we got and then he leaves like yeah. at least finish like come back another year you know play one more year and and show the fans that you actually care Finish that year, and then if you want to leave, do whatever. Yeah, but to get hurt and then 
Well, that was the the first big move that Rob Hennigan and that regime made as you know, after they took over the Magic. And then we bring in Scott Skiles a few years later. We go through Jacques Vaughn and Jacques Vaughn, James Scott, Borrego yeah. and yada, yada, yada. But then we bring in Scott Skiles and, every, you know, it, it kind of seemed like kind of a Alex Martins all over it. You know, he's a Scott Skiles was a fan favorite back in the day. Let's bring him back. Whatever. So that season's actually going pretty well. We're like 19 and 13 at the end of December. And then Alfred Payton gets hurt in January and we go something like 2 and 14 in January. And the season's basically over. But to try to salvage the season, Scott Skiles goes to Rob Hennigan and says, we need to trade Tobias Harris, which was so funny because Scott Skiles was the coach of Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah. and refused to play Tobias Harris. So yep. the Magic ended up trading for Tobias Harris. And then Scott Skiles comes to Orlando. And, and he wants to get rid of him The again. narrative was, oh, you know, no, Tobias Harris was saying that him and Scott Skiles' relationship was great, blah, blah, blah. Well, he ends up trading Tobias Harris for Brandon Jennings and freaking Ursan Ilyasova, veteran guys to try to make like a playoff push, yeah. right? So that just goes like, and Scott Skiles, if I remember correctly, tried to quit in the middle of that season, and Rob Hennigan was like, no, like, like pretty much finish convinced him yeah, to finish stay, finish out. out the season, and then Scott Skiles ends up quitting like right after you know the season's over, whatever. Well, then. That summer, you know, we decide to to hire, you know, Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel sees this potential in Victor Oladipo to be a, you know, a great defensive player and, you know, to to be, you know, a a great player in the mm-hmm. league. And then they decide, oh man, we've got a we've got to trade for a, a a big name. So they end up trading Oladipo and our draft pick, which was Demonis Sabonis, for Serge Ibaka, trying to make Serge Ibaka like the like our number one option here in Orlando. They thought if, you know, give the guy more touches, he's going to, you know, play so much better. Which, when we got him, I saw, like, questions about, man, how old is Serge Ibaka really? Like, they said he was, like, 28 years old or, or whatever. But yeah. I guess when, like, you're from the Congo, like, there's questions about how legitimate your birth certificate is. Like, Serge Ibaka, I think that dude's actually, like, 35, and I think he's listed as, like, 31 or 32 years old. Like, it's just uh, it's just crazy to me. Who knows? But, he wasn't any good, you know, in Orlando. So we trade Tobias Harris, Oladipo, and Sabonis for basically, I mean, now looking at it, it's basically for nothing. The funny thing is, in doing a lot of, like, research and stuff like this before this episode was the Oladipo and Sabonis trade basically, obviously, you know, turns into Ibaka, and then we flip Ibaka for Terrence Ross and Toronto's 2017 first-round pick. Basically, what we turned that 2017 first-round pick into, we traded that first-round pick to Philadelphia, and we received OKC's 2020 first-round pick. Well, we took that 2020 first-round pick, and we packaged that with Jonathan Simmons, and I think a Cleveland um, second-round pick that we had, we packaged those two picks and Jonathan Simmons, and we flipped them for Markel Fultz. So if you go all the way down the line, we essentially turned Oladipo and Sabonis into Terrence Ross and Markel Fultz. Right now, that you know that trade didn't pan out. Yeah. Markel Fultz turns into a, you know all star guy that he looked like pre draft. Then maybe, yeah. then maybe, but it's just unless the, Oladipo turns into all NBA. The the mishandling of assets just historically for the Magic, like it's not been great. Yeah, it, it's it's not been great, but. 
Yeah, I mean, we've been scorned over and over again of either you know losing guys in in free agency or these guys are are decent here and then you know we trade them away and then we see them flourish you know elsewhere. I mean, I think we've encapsulated a lot of what it means to be you know an Orlando Magic fan. Part of it is um, we're an extremely I I think knowledgeable fan base. We don't always agree, but it's not like. A lot of the times we don't just we're not just like blindly saying things like Magic fans know what they're talking about. Their I'd opinions, say some, 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 <laughs> most. I would say most Magic fans some. know what they're talking about. But incredibly, you know, passionate fan base. This recent playoff run and all that showed that if you give this franchise a reason to cheer, you know, they are going to cheer, and um, we do have a great fan base. You know. I think that's been in question the last few years because you go to the Amway oh, and sure. very you know quiet crowds and and everything like that. But all this bad stuff aside, I really do think that the team like we've turned a corner as far as like Aaron Gordon. You know, last year, you know, I don't want to say he took a discount, but he didn't even sign an offer sheet. You know, with another team being a restricted free agent, yeah, he we became, got him to, to yeah, sign and became a uh, restricted free agent. And hours later, signed. So. And then you know we'll see what happens this you know this summer with with you know Vooch and Ross. Hopefully those guys stay. But I just whatever happens, you know we believe in in John Hammond and Jeff Weltman. Believe in magic. And, oh my gosh! But yeah, I I do think that as far as I think those days are behind us of of mishandling free agents and and trading away you know assets and, and getting burned. Hopefully Alex Martins has, has you know learned his lesson. God, I hope. Yeah, and I, I do think you know Richard DeVos you know passing away now. His son is has taken over as, as basically the um, majority owner of the team. I do um, like the the direction that the the team has taken this year as far as like it just seem to be doing better like social media wise. Like they just seem to be more in touch you know with fans and the kind of content that fans want to see and. Um, you know, like the the jokes and you know the different posts on Twitter and that, that people like to see as well. So just overall, right now, I think the the franchise is in a, a good position going forward. Yeah, I, I for me, I still feel like Jeff and John got some stuff to prove. You know, two years, yeah. two years, and we our team hasn't changed much um, in the two years. You know, we traded for Fultz, um, which wasn't much of a you know of a risk because we just gave up Simmons. So let's see let's see what else they got in store and see what happens this summer um, with Vooch. Hopefully we can we can keep Vooch because I feel like we we can't let Vooch walk. I mean, for the sake of like this run of like continuing this success. Like I know everybody's harping on Mo Bamba and stuff like that, but that's gonna be later. You know, a couple years down the line. That I don't see Mo becoming an All Star next year. So for us to lose an All Star in Vooch. You know, we'll we definitely be taking a dip. Yeah. Um, so let's just let's see what happens this summer. Hopefully, we can re-sign Ross and Vooch, and then go from there. Anything else? Got anything else? No, that's it. No. All right. Well, uh, we're, we will remind you guys once again. June twentieth, mark it on your calendars. Buffalo Wild Wings meet up in Oldsmar. Either going to be at seven or eight o'clock. Yeah. Get your mailbag questions in. We're still you know looking to get some more questions so that we can do that episode in a few weeks. Another few weeks, we are going to start with the draft profiles, talk about, you know, what, you know, prospects we think the Magic might take it at pick 16. But as always, just, you know, send us a five-star review. Let us know what you guys are liking about the show, what you might want to hear differently. 
anything that we can do for you guys. Uh, we just appreciate you guys rocking with us. Once again, this has been Will and Jonathan. This has been the Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!